When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Whisper Network. I'm Dr. Nikita T. Hamilton. Welcome to the Whisper Network. I'm Dr. Nikita T. Hamilton, and today I have the wonderful Jess Harbeck and Alex Marshall Brown with me. I'm going to read their incredible resumes because it just makes me smile. All right. So Jess Harbeck is a stunt coordinator and performer based out of Los Angeles. Her passion for great storytelling combined with a versatile athletic background made a move to LA and a career in the stunt business, a natural fit. After years of stunt performing, she transitioned to stunt coordinating and became captivated by the creative aspect of filmmaking. Jess directed her first short film in 2017 and looks forward to creating more action-oriented stories centered on strong female characters. Welcome, Jess. Thanks for being here. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And Alex Marshall-Brown is an L.A.-based actress, stuntwoman, and motion capture performer. She is known as the voice of director Wadsworth on The the Bright Sessions and the keg-wielding Pepper in the New Girl. Less known are her pyrotechnic stunts. I have never had to say that. I'm so glad I get to say that word. Pyrotechnic, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> On the Hateful Eight or her motion and performance capture for Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Her TV credits include Mindy Project, This Is Us, Westworld, Modern Family, Pitch, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, How to Get It With Murder, and so much more. Film credits include Pitch Perfect 3, Snatched, Quentin Tarantino's Suicide Squad, Dystopia, and many, many more. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for being here. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say that. (laughs) Give me a clap. All right. So first things first, what does a stunt person do? Either of you can start that off. Uh, Stunt people are hired to come on set to either double an actress or an actor, um, in which case they are are expected to perform some sort of physical movement um, so that the lead actress or actor does not get harmed in the process. Mm-hmm. And that is our job instead to go avoid harm, but still make it look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're basically brought in to do the large physical demands of a piece um, to keep Hollywood looking awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah and we can work in uh, in different ways. We are doubles. We can be what's con- it's called nondescript or ND stunts, which are... When you see a big action scene happening and there's people running around in the background, a lot of those are ND stunt people. Okay. So um, there's also stunt riggers, which are the people who fly performers across set. So okay. For wire work. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're putting wires in, you know, up into the ceiling and flying human beings. So it's like when someone gets like pushed and they like fly across a room. Right. Okay. They build a whole truss um, set up where they hang their wires from and they can hook it into a harness for whoever is doing the ride. Uh-huh. And um, they can do a hand pull with that. They can um, fly them across the room. It's flying is the term that's used when you're on the wire. Okay. And that's called being a stunt rigger. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're three minutes in yeah. and look how much we've learned. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. So... 
Uh, when you were a kid, did you know that your job was a job? No. I didn't, I didn't know this was a job until like five years ago. Okay. All right. So awesome. Jazz? Um, you know, I didn't necessarily know it was a job, but I used to do really wild stuff as mm-hmm. a kid. And I'm sure you were the same way, Alex. I and was super active, yeah. So many of us, right, have a similar story where we were all a little wild. I was definitely a little wild tomboy, and I used to run around, you know, I'm going to be a stunt woman when I grew up, you know, and I don't think I knew what that meant. Uh-huh. And, and I graduated from college with an English lit degree, and I was like, I am not ready to use this thing. <laughs> 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 I'm not ready to use this. I want to keep playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and kind of was like, you know, I always wanted to do this stunt thing, and maybe I'll move to L.A. and give it a try. Mm-hmm. So it became more real as an adult. Um but it still wasn't something that felt like you could grasp it. Because if you're not born here and you don't grow up in it, it's almost, it feels a little bit impossible. It's intangible. At, you have no no way of knowing that it's a possibility. Okay. So that kind of leads me, what was, for each of you, what was your path to stunts? I was also a super active tomboy. Uh-huh. Um, um, my dad was convinced I would drown many times. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, but one thing that was consistent growing up is that, like, I, I would always say that I wanted to act. I mm-hmm. wanted to be on TV. I liked the fact that you could be on TV. I saw The Wiz Ooh. and knew it was meant for me. <laughs> You're um, like, I'm going to ease on down I'm that gonna road. I'm going to ease on down that road. You better believe. <laughs> and um, so that was the one consistent thing that I had growing up. And I got to college and got a BFA in acting. And so stage performance was a thing that was largely a part of my life. I went to New York and did that for a while also. Um, and it wasn't until I moved out here to L.A., mm-hmm. Um, pursuing the whole Hollywood stardom. I wasn't pursuing stardom. I don't ever, I never wanted to be famous. Mm-hmm. That is not anything that was ever part of my plan. It was only, I only ever wanted to work to the point where I didn't have to work behind a desk mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do the service industry. Uh-huh. I wanted to sustain on my art and and it's been going all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I moved out here, stunts found me. I'd always been really active. I'd always like had a bunch of random little hobbies learning mm. different martial arts or or just like running track or or playing sports in school um and so I was always athletically inclined mm. uh but once I got out here once I did new girl um and met some stunt people on set I fangirled them hard <laughs> you do stunts <laughs> tell me all about it how do I do stunts where do you train what is this life like uh-huh. and they were kind of like yeah 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 sure whatever and kind of blew me off yeah um but eight months later they called and said hey so you seem to have the right attitude and you seem to have the right kind of build for a role that we really need to have filled so mm-hmm. if you're willing do you want to come and work on Hateful Eight okay and so that's that's that how first that, job. That, that was my first Damn, job girl yeah that's insane. <laughs> my first job was like a trashy, low-budget thing. And oh, yeah. my God. No, my first, first job was Hateful Eight. eight. And I was hooked. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so you've just been doing stunts ever since? Yeah. Ever since then, it's, it's a matter of just meeting more people, finding more places to train, learning new skill sets. And it's when, when the job is fun, it's work is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want to figure out what the next thing is because I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Okay, Jess, what so about cool. you? Yeah. Um, Lucky. Yeah, so I, I graduated from college with that English lit degree that I was not ready to use, <laughs> which shockingly comes in so handy yeah. now when breaking down scripts and mm-hmm. all that. Um, yeah. But I moved out to L.A. My uh, parents were nice enough to give me a little bit of help on the way out the door, mm-hmm. but it was like, here you go, and now you're cut loose. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and started working at Trader Joe's in on the third and La Brea store, actually. I know exactly right, where you know that, that I used is? to go to that you one. Yeah, I used town? to live in Miracle Mile. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I lived in Koreatown and um, shared a studio with a woman who was trying to get in as a dancer. Okay. And we were both doing the hustle and, mm-hmm. you know, splitting the rent, making it happen. And I was training uh, out at a house, an old famous stuntman named Bob Yerkes Mm -hmm. has a backyard and it's a very, very well-known thing within the community. And we're all very lucky that it exists because when you're new, you don't have a lot of options. Mm -hmm. There isn't a stunt university. No. (laughs) Yeah. No. You really, truly, the way it works is like, I'm assuming many jobs in this business work. It's who you know, who you meet, and if they're willing to help you. Mm -hmm. And so I met a wonderful, wonderful man who is my mentor to this day named Bonsai Vitali. Mm -hmm. And he was nice enough to take this total random person that I was at the time to him that was just like begging the same way Alex felt like she was begging for information. Um, I was like, you know, come on, show me. I want, I can do it. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Totally not ready. Thank God for Bonsai, (laughs) you know? Um, And we started training fights and falls and you make a little group of friends as you're doing that. And the little group of friends, we would all go train and you get close and you start to help each other and you start to meet more people and you start to help each other get jobs and you pull each other up as a group. And um, I'm still friends with all those people to this day. And they're all doing great. They're very successful. And it's really, really cool to look around and, you know, see that each one of us have made it to this point and we Mm -hmm. all have bonsai to thank. It's just, he is just such a wonderful soul. And so I find that it's, my job is to pay it forward and do the same thing he did for me to look at new people who are coming in and give them as much as I can, as much as I can give, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But Without mentors, this business would be nothing. And we have to help each other, keep each other safe, Mm -hmm. you know, learn what it looks like to be a stunt person, the way you act on set, all these things you cannot learn without mentors. So I feel super lucky to have had that experience. Oh, so awesome. And I wouldn't have, like, I mean, I knew there wasn't a stunt university. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So um, how does the hiring process work for you is it kind of the same audition process that like actors like what does that look like um in this case no it's nothing like auditioning for acting like they there have been stunt auditions that i've gone to but that has been more for motion capture Mm. where they want to see whether you understand one how motion capture works and whether you can do the movements that they're specifically looking for so you want to explain what motion capture is like what move like films that have used motion capture sure motion capture is um it's the technology where they have little golf balls on their suit mm-hmm. and and the computers capture their movements. And it's, like the, very, it's like Avatar. It's just, just like okay, Avatar, okay, cool. exactly. So you have these um, computer-generated characters mm-hmm. that may not look human but are driven by human movements. Mm-hmm. And so that requires a, a lot more money and a lot more time and preparation because you need to go into the volume. And the volume is uh, the place where people do motion capture because it is uh, – it records your movements in the cubic space. Mm-hmm. So that's why they call it a volume. Uh, and so, yeah, that's just for any kind of movie where you'll have, I mean, Colossus and Godzilla mm-hmm. and like all of these characters who who have to move. You can digitally put in, you can manually put in all of the movements as a computer engineer, but that is a lot more laborious than just having someone do the movement no, mm-hmm. and then and changing it for the character's needs. Okay. Uh, so for motion capture, I've had auditions. 
Uh, for stunts, not as much. Normally that's based off of referral and recommendation. Mm. It comes down to like, are you, it comes down to, are you the right build and the right look first and foremost? And then are you vouched for? Mm. Like, does someone believe in your work and willing to go ahead and say that, yes, you should hire her? Because it mm. will reflect poorly on them if you don't do well. All right. That's a that's a great answer. Um, <laughs> the question was, how do we get our jobs? Is yeah, that right? what's a hiring um, process? Yeah, and I think, you're, especially when I was starting, there really weren't a lot of auditions. I feel like now, though, with the Marvel Universe, there are, mm-hmm. you saw, like, for Wonder Woman, they had auditions for that, that's for the right. lead double. There's certain bigger jobs where mm. you'll maybe have an interview with the coordinator because they want to know, are you are you ready for what's you know about to occur here <laughs> in the next however many months that we're going to go yeah. through this together? You right. know, it's you you become very close, and that's all something people want to make sure personalities are going to work just as much mm-hmm. as skill. Yeah. And that's a part. I think as a stunt coordinator, you're not just keeping people safe. Absolutely, that's number one. But you're building a team. Mm-hmm. You're like a coach in a way, and it's very important to make sure that the team can work together. Because right. that will make you look amazing at the end of the day. Um, right. But it is very, very much a word of mouth business. And when I got in, I, you know, I was fine. I was an athlete, whatever. But I'm a very lucky size. I'm a very good size for this business. I'm mm-hmm. five eight, one twenty. You know, I'm white, um, right? Five eight, one twenty, and white. I'm dense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's part of these actresses. You know, they're. Mm-hmm. I'm a good size to double them. So my mm-hmm. career picked up in the beginning because mm-hmm. I was a really great match. I wasn't necessarily the best at everything. Mm-hmm. There are so many talented women in this business. It is the most humbling thing to go to work every day because you are working with like the best martial artist. Mm-hmm. I like to say ninja, but they're, mar- <laughs> they're martial artists. You're working with, you know, somebody who might have been an Olympian at one point in their mm-hmm. life. You're working yeah. with dancers that like, holy shit, the way <sighs> dancers move, I mm-hmm. can't even, you yeah. know? So, you know, it, it's... It it's a business of who you know, who you can call to get your next job, slash who can help you get there, mm-hmm. and have you created that network of people that know you and your skill set and are willing to put your name in, right, and help you get there. So, like, as a now stunt coordinator, are you the person like reaching out to people and like building that team? Yes. Okay. And it is, I think, my favorite part mm-hmm. is giving someone a job. Because I know what that feels like and I know what that felt like when I started. And especially with the young up-and-coming people, like, they're so excited Mm -hmm. and they really want to be there and do a good job. So finding that and you never want to put that kind of light out, you know. Mm -hmm. You want to add. You want to bring that up. You want to make people have confidence and it's hands down the best. And then you call your friends and say, hey, who do you know that's like – Five eight one twenty. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone know. wants to help you find that person that you need. Yeah, everyone yeah. wants to help their friends get work, and everyone wants to help the coordinators like get the people mm-hmm. that they need because then they remember and they think of you for the next time that there's something for you. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's all a pay it forward situation, which so far has been going really well as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like the network. It's a mm-hmm. network. Yeah. Okay. So what are the levels of advancement? So you were saying you first were doing stunts, now stunt coordinator. Like what are the kind of levels of the job or like where, what would be your next move? Or like what, you know, what does that, I guess, like the stages of advancement for your career look like? I think it depends on what people want to specialize in. Because mm-hmm. like in stunts also, like you can specialize, you can be, you can be a skydiver, you can be, get patty certified and do mostly scuba things in the water. Mm. Um, there are motorcycle riders and drivers and, and fire people and, and the riggers. And so like there's, there's different things that you can specialize in if okay. you want to. 
Um, some people specialize in multiple things. Some people specialize in one. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone decides to coordinate. Uh, it's coordinating is something that I am progressively working my way towards. I'm going to see I'm teaching over it. No, correction. That is inaccurate. <laughs> I am interviewing for the studio stage so that I can go ahead and coordinate for them and teach for them next semester. Mm. Um, but like that is a preparatory phase for me to work with groups better and leading groups better mm-hmm. um, before I start like trying to receive money for that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> just I just like, give like me I money. Practice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, coordinating, I think may be the upper echelon in terms of where one can go in this industry mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of who you coordinate for mm-hmm. yeah okay like the coordinating jobs you can you get. can get as a result of that yeah okay cool and i think i think yeah there's like there's this idea of this traditional path that we can take from stunt performer to stunt coordinator so a lot of people go to second unit director that. and you know because stunt coordinator second unit director is kind of second unit is the action unit oh, so okay. second unit directors are typically you know on some shows, it's like hand inserts or whatever. But yeah. on, on other things, on big movies, you're really directing action okay. with the stunt team. And that's really fun and really cool. And you see that kind of become the growth. I would like to go from stunt coordinating to directing. Mm. I really, really enjoy directing yeah. in general, whether it be second unit or um, first. But some people go to producing. You know, some. I think what's cool is this business allows for growth in ways you may not have even imagined for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can get to a point and see a job on set where you're like, Oh shit, I wait, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I want to operate that camera. And then you may have the ability to start talking to some people and getting there. It's still every department has its own layers of how hard, Mm -hmm. right. It is to get into and it would be a restart for sure. But there is, you, you won't get bored. (laughs) No, that's really cool. I I like the, fact that your involvement on set kind of just gives you a window into what's happening yeah. you know because i think someone you know we're in the writer's room or sometimes writers never see set wow. really <laughs> like don't know what Wait, it so looks like over there see you only see the fruit of your work after it's already done and produced and the and cuts yeah the dailies oh the dailies. yeah okay. you get dailies of like what happened each day but like you don't know the people operating the camera you don't see yeah interesting unless you get to like go be the writer on set mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah like you're you're in it yeah, there's That's the so writer. Cool. The writer's on set. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. I've definitely, oh my God, the writer's here. Don't chase Die. him down. Wait, like yeah. a little scary person? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to say something weird. <laughs> the writer. Don't offend the writer yeah. on set. Yeah. I might get a t shirt that says that for the next yeah. time. <laughs> so, um, awesome. So, <laughs> switch it, putting more of my Mac academic hat on. What is it like to be a woman in your profession and in stunts? Um, I'm lucky uh, in that there aren't very many there aren't very many black stunt women, mm. and because there aren't that many black stunt women, and because we're living in an age where Hollywood has to transform itself and bring in more black women into production, mm-hmm. they need more people to double their actresses, and so uh, I am realizing that because of that, I wind up being a high commodity, mm-hmm. um, and. And so that is that is the lucky side of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, often I am one of the few women on set. Often I'm one of the few stunt women on set, um, typically surrounded by a bunch of white men. Mm-hmm. And 
for the most part, I have had very many positive experiences mm -hmm. and learned a great deal in the process. But it is that I'm still very aware of being othered in that case. Mm -hmm. And it is... There's this thing that I've heard about uh, female comics who are like, everyone says that like female comics aren't funny kind of yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Where like it's, it, it's, there seems to be a comparable thing with stunt women, or at least for me, it seems like, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're, you're a lady stunt, you're a lady stunt person. So then, okay, then you're kind of good. You're kind of athletic. You're kind of great at this, but not yeah. really. You're, you got it just because you're a girl. Wow. Um, and in my case, that's not true. <laughs> Of course not. You guys um, are talented people. Right. Because we're talented people. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time, planning, and training, and mm -hmm. preparation to, to execute any of these things on screen. Mm -hmm. People die doing stunts. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. Right. I don't want to get injured. Because injuries are, are your months out of the game. And mm -hmm. like if this is your primary income, then you're kind of SOL. Yeah. Um, and so I try to get past the whole... I try not to absorb it in terms of needing to prove people wrong, and I just do my own thing with mm -hmm. it. Um, but it is it is a, not a lonely experience, but I am aware that like I feel like I'm the only one on the ride until I can be in group environments where I realize, oh, you do this too. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank goodness. It's not just me. Because <laughs> normally it feels just me. Yeah, it's isolating a yeah. little bit, even if you're in a group. Yeah. Wow, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so to be a woman in stunts, that's a really great question. Mm -hmm. um, I identify as a genderqueer person. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like another added layer yeah, to that. Definitely. Um, and I remember when I first first started in the business, I was a little bit nervous about mm -hmm. being able to come out because there really weren't. There were like maybe a couple gay stunt people that I'd heard of, rumored, mm -hmm. um, but never was it like a known thing, right. you know. And I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, where being gay in the 90s was not something you, you didn't talk about. It It was a scary thing. So I felt like I maybe escaped that a little bit when I got to L.A. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe I don't need to talk about that in this yeah. community yet. Yet, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see. Um Luckily, I had wonderful, positive experiences with so many people who were accepting and loving and kind. Um, I'm in the Stunt Women's Association of Motion Pictures now, and it's really nice to have that sisterhood around you, that camaraderie, because like Alex said, being a woman can be a lonely place. Mm -hmm. You get called to go on these shows for months at a time with, you know, 40, 50, 60 guys playing whatever soldier role or whatever role is stereotypically given to men, even though women actually do those jobs in real life, mm -hmm. you know, like police officers, whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot of men getting those jobs just because of systemic issues yeah. that we have right now. Um, and you're usually on as the double mm -hmm. as a woman. It, it's rare to see. It's happening. It's starting to happen. But to see people think outside of the box and put women in spots like mm -hmm. ND or the stunt rigging thing. I mean, to see a woman in a position of stunt rigging is my, a Rare. miracle. It's mind blowing. Mm. Whenever I see it, I'm like, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> how can we get more of you? You know, how can mm. we, women who drive, it's it's an interesting thing. You hear a lot of mutterings of women can't drive, but yeah. yet there are so many amazing women drivers out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an interest, it's what Alex was talking about with um, what we're seeing in society 
in a big way can be reflected within the stunt community in uh, like it's a microcosm of it. Yeah. Um, so I think for me as a woman, one of the things that I try to do is I really like to make us all help people work together as a team. Right. Specifically women. So let's find each other. Let's help each other. Let's not see each other as competition. Like yeah. If the other 5'8 woman that does the same stuff that I do has a job, that's a great thing because mm -hmm. there's a job available for me now. Mm -hmm. So rather than being pissed that she exists or pissed that she wants to do the thing that I do, it should be, hell yeah, sister, let's go do this together. Yeah. Yeah, find like it has been such a blessing finding the black stunt women who are my type. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I got a twin, Sadiqa Bynum. She's wonderful. I love her. To oh, death. she's so great. <laughs> we're we look like each other. We're the same build. Mm -hmm. We got the same arms. We got the same bone structure. Like <gasps> we look like twins. <laughs> um, so if she's working, she's not available to book a gig, and she's like, "Hey, Alex, I referred you to this coordinator. Um, he's gonna go ahead and call you. I can't do it, so it might as well be you." And like I pay it forward also. Nice. It's great. Um, it is it is the women who feel like they are being robbed of a job that like start to pollute the feeling of yeah. everything and are kind of like, no, 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 I can't do it. And I'm not going to tell you anyone else who's available either because I think it should have been me all along. Yeah. It's not useful. <laughs> it's pointless. Yeah. It's, it's there. There's, there is no scarcity in this business. Nope. Right. That's a, that's really cool, Alex. There yeah. isn't. You're there so right. is no scarcity in this business. There will always be a job. If only you keep training, you keep your network healthy. Mm hmm. And and you make yourself available when it makes sense to be available. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh, but I am interested in the the papers you were showing me just about like the amount of women in the industry, the amount of women who are getting to be like in charge. Of, can you talk about the like the numbers? I'm yeah. I was I'm I'm really fascinated by numbers and like finding out that people are unicorns. Because I'm like we can be unicorns together, but like let's fix it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not great at math. So, uh, you know, yeah. apologies for that. But so what I have here with me is the stunt contact. And mm -hmm. it is a bi monthly publication that comes out for stunt performers specifically. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it's a list of everything shooting. Yeah. And whether it's a TV show or film. Mm -hmm. And it tells you the address of the production, gives you the producer's names, the director, where it's shooting, the cast, and some special instructions, maybe a little blurb about the show. But it also the most important thing for us is it tells you the stunt coordinator mm -hmm. and how to get in contact with them. So most stunt people who are actively working in the business, um, especially newer up and coming, need this because it gives them an idea of where to send their stuff. Right. But what we were talking about with the natural progression of things, people going from performer to coordinator to second unit director, mm -hmm. it's very, very rare to see women going from performer to coordinator mm. it's happening so much more now i wouldn't say so much it's happening more now uh -huh. but it's still it's for 2018 it's a little too rare for me yeah and so i actually called sag our union to mm -hmm. try to get some numbers about this because when you go in as a performer you fill out paperwork and it says you know are you under 40 are you what's your race mm -hmm. you know, a couple little things like that but as right. a coordinator they don't do that okay so they don't have numbers of men, women, people of color, like we don't really know the information. So it would be kind of hard for me to find it. But I went through the last three stunt contacts that mm. we have that came out. And um, in uh, the numbers of male to female coordinator, 58 shows in one of them, five female stunt coordinators. Wow. And two of them were in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. 
Um, another one, we had 55 shows, one female stunt coordinator. One out yeah. of 55. Um, 48 shows. We didn't have any female stunt coordinators in this one, uh, but we had a husband with a wife assistant. And a father with a daughter assistant, which is actually really cool because you see mm -hmm. a lot of father sons. Oh, you don't nice. see the father daughter thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as much as I love my job and I love working, mm -hmm. for me, it's been 14, 15 years in this business. I see my my number one duty is to change that piece of paper right, right. there and help people. If we don't start training and bringing women up to do mm -hmm. this, if we don't start teaching them and giving them the wisdom, it is not going to happen. Right. You know, men make that step because somebody at some point believed in them and gave them the key to go for it. We have to start doing that for women. We yeah. are, we've been through it. We, we, we put our bodies through it. We mm -hmm. put our hearts through it. We're good enough to fall down those stairs. We're good enough to help someone fall down those stairs in a dress because guess what? We've done it in a dress. Yeah. And heels. And fucking heels. Yeah. <laughs> typically Kill stunt me. women are the typically stunt women have the least protection on set. Mm. Like even though we're supposed to have pads and protection to go ahead and make sure we do any stunt safely, like they want us to do it in heels or do it in a dress. And in that case, there's a lot more skin showing than a guy who's wearing cargo pants and a jacket. Yeah. And so in that case, we have to we have to be even more careful about how we take care of our bodies. Yeah. Um, I just want to pick up with what you were saying before um, in terms of growing up in Texas um, and and not sure about how people will accept who you are. Um, and especially in the stunt realm, that there are there are second and third generation stunt families mm -hmm. who who have who have who may come from relatively. Uh, I don't know. They're they're people who are like ride dirt bikes in in the middle of the desert and have property where they can go ahead and teach themselves phenomenal things, but don't necessarily live in big cities where you may you may have exposure to more culture. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the stunt community as a whole, I've been surprised to discover, has occasional negative views or narrow views, I should say. Um, and like you can find that anywhere. I mean, it's mm -hmm. America. We're yeah. surprised by how often we're finding <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, but I, I came across it a lot more frequently in the sound industry and more so than I expected. Mm. And especially in a business where you need to, especially in a business where like the stunt corner literally has your life and your safety in their hands. Mm. After the 2016 election, I was pretty jacked up and distraught yeah. like not knowing who I could say yes to not knowing um whether my safety will really ultimately be a concern of theirs and I had to convince myself that well no if I die on set it'll reflect poorly on them so of course <laughs> they want to go ahead and make sure that I make it to see another day yeah but that's only so comforting. That's yeah. only so <laughs> yeah. comforting. Like, yeah, I might live, but will I be a vegetable? And will they care? Will, will mm -hmm. that matter? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's I don't know, like, is that something that you have felt also? I mean, of course, it's mm -hmm. not going to be in the same capacity. But, like, trying to vet the coordinators in advance. Because anyone can call and say, hey, I have this thing. Are you available on Thursday? Do you want to come in and, like, mm -hmm. fly on the rigging and, and like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blast through this wall real quick? <laughs> It's like, I don't know whether I can always say yes to that because even though I may have been vouched for, that coordinator hasn't been vouched for to me. Mm. And so researching people, especially those who I don't know and like knowing 
how they run their sets, whether they're good communicators. Because just because they may be talented at the stunt doesn't mean they know how to convey what they need from you. Mm. Um, that journey has been fascinating <laughs> mm-hmm. and and mind-boggling in the process. But that is that is something that I've been navigating. I don't know if there's anything that you can speak to at all. That's an excellent point about um, vetting the coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. And when I started, and I don't know if it was the same for you, Alex, but it was definitely like if you got a call from a coordinator, you took that job. You, take the job. you do not ask what it is. You don't worry about it. You just show up with your pad bag. Mm-hmm. You better have all your shit and be ready for whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you better be ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you better have trained. You better be the all around whatever it is. So I think now that things have changed and we're all a lot more thoughtful in our lives and in this business. Um, That's the way you should think about it because we, at the end of the day, have our own back. Yeah. Nobody else has your back. The stunt coordinator is supposed to have your back. And if you have a good one, they do. And they're looking out for you. But at the end of the day, it's really you that has your own back. Mm -hmm. So especially like what you were, you know, what you were talking about after 2016 and feeling like the rug was literally ripped out from under a lot of us. I think there was some, it was kind of like, who is my ally? Who's not? And right. I definitely felt a sense of, oh man, uh, I I hope the people in my community, you know, are, are on the level with me, you mm-hmm. know, and I really hope that we can all get past that and just, and, and work and not have that come into play. Right. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a queer person, um, I've luckily found more positivity than not in that in that way um but it's definitely good to i have a smaller circle you know i have a small circle of people that i trust and that's who i call when i get a call on a big job should i take this job should i not what do you know about this coordinator what do you not and i think that's the way i've navigated that is knowing that there are people who really 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 care about me and those are the people who i ask when it comes down to what I should and shouldn't do, you know? And one of the questions I think that you were going to ask us was, what's the piece of advice? Yeah. That so it's yeah, kind of we taking can do me that. There, if that's, we can do that yeah. question. She's so on top of it. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> no, She took me there. She took me there. Yeah. <laughs> so the question is, is like one, what is one piece of advice that you have learned along the way that you wish you knew when you started your journey to your career? And from what we were just saying, it would be, you don't have to take every job. You just don't. It's if you think that that car hit or that stairfall isn't going to be set up properly, or if there's a chance you could get hurt, you know, you might get a call for something like that's a six month run next. And now you can't do it because you blew your ankle out. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so important. I think a lot of stunt people are so eager and so excited and we want to please. We're pleasers. You know, we're hard workers and we're pleasers, many of us. And it's important to remember that at the end of the day, if you don't walk away, you don't get to work. And that's a big misconception people have about stunts is that we're daredevils or we're crazy. And that is just the furthest thing from the truth. Mm. We're calculated risk takers, right? Uh. We're there to make it look fucking cool and (sighs) scary, but to get up and have to do it maybe 12 more times because the director wants to change the angle or, you know, shoot a wide now and you got to do the fight again in a big way. So you've really got to take care of yourself at the end of the day. And you just don't have to take every job from every person and checking the coordinator's safety record. Absolutely. Take yourself that seriously. Take yourself that seriously so people take you that seriously. That's my that would be my advice to the kids. Nice. Yeah, there's 
having transparency in advance of saying yes to a job is important. Like, mm-hmm. if a coordinator doesn't want to tell me what the gag is, then I am suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if the coordinator doesn't know what the gag is in advance of my hire, then production is in question. Mm. Like, why has the director not communicated that yet? Why are they looking for me if you really don't know what you need? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, exactly with what you were saying, you don't. You can say no to a job in advance. You can say no to a gag once you're there. Like, if if they ask you to do something on set and you feel as though there have not been enough precautions then you can say, I don't feel good about this. I want to talk to my coordinator. Mm-hmm. Or I don't feel good about this coordinator. Um, can we do something like one step below what you're expecting? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know that I can make that happen right now. And if the coordinator wants to get mad at you, let them get mad at you. Mm-hmm. But at least you have spoken your needs in the situation. And you have guaranteed your own safety if they weren't willing to do that themselves. Yeah. Um, in terms of advice uh, that I wish I had known sooner... Uh, it takes a village. Mm. It takes a village. And, and as insular as some portions of this business may be, there are always others. There's always a community that you can draw from. There's always someone out there who has advice that they're willing to share or who want to mentor you or who, who has been through an experience that they want to share with others because they feel like it's valuable for you to know. So, so take the time to reach out to your village. Don't feel as though mm-hmm. you have to navigate all of it on your own. If a coordinator calls and says, hey, listen, I need you to make a decision right now, say, thank you very much for letting me know. Can I call you back in a half hour or mm-hmm. tonight? Buy yourself some time so you can do your own due diligence and and learn the things that will allow you to say yes with confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love that a lot of what you guys are saying is just about like the network and the village that you build within stunts and depending on them and them depending on you. Yeah. It's very, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> final, <laughs> final question. What was your favorite show film stunt role that you've had so far? Actually, there's going to be one last question because I just thought of another one, but that one, answer that one cool. first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as a coordinator, I get so excited when I get to work with other women, especially queer women, mm-hmm. um, but specifically other women. I got to work with um, Rhea Butcher and Cameron Esposito on their show. It was called Take My Wife, mm-hmm. and they had the most amazing set. It was like... Women, people of color, queers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, the, it, I was like, am I in heaven? I looked around <laughs> at lunch and it was like all lesbians at the lunch table. And I was like, what is happening? This is amazing. You know, so that for me now is stuff that I love because I want to collaborate on women's stories. I want to collaborate on, I want to see positive images of my people being put out there and I want to help them soar. Um, mm-hmm. As a performer, I recently got to work on Big Little Lies. Ooh. And thank you, Janelle and Hito <laughs> um, and Mark Norby. Um, it was so cool. I got to double Laura Dern, who okay. is a freaking gem of a human being. Yeah. And everybody was so professional. They had an all-female AD team. Um, I can't talk about what we did yet because yeah. it's not out. Right. But it was an amazing experience. That set of people is so cool, and the stunt itself was really fun. So I'm gonna like text you as soon as I because I like I watched that show. Hell <laughs> yes. Like, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was Laura. It was Laura. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Um, 
I got two. Uh, one of the more recent ones that I worked on was Dolomite Is My Name, mm-hmm. uh, coordinated by Billy Washington, and or William Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Uh, Billy. <laughs> um, and what was... What was incredible about that set for me is that it was, it's an Eddie Murphy movie with an all black cast. Mm -hmm. And I have never been in a room with so many black stunt people before. Like almost (laughs) all of us were there. Yeah. All 30 of us were there. (laughs) 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 And, and it was, it was three days of just like really great camaraderie and people mm. like supporting each other and like giving all the advice that they could right then in that moment because like girl I haven't seen you in ages <laughs> hear me on this and they like just share everything that they had just learned yeah. and and on set like we were all doing just uh, just a large fight scene in the club and all of the guys were so supportive they're like yeah girl no this is your moment kick me in the chest <laughs> yeah just kick me in the chest <laughs> 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 right over oh. Um. And and so like that the support on set was just something that I haven't ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of uh the stunt that was the most involved it was Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh just because it was it was a gunshot wound to the head. And so we had squibs going for entry and exit wound that were sound activated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also doubling a lady that um, was of a different stature than I was. And so they built a whole prosthetic suit for me um, <laughs> that was like head to toe made me made, made my made my dimensions feel different. Mm-hmm. And um, so not only did I have to like move differently, they also had like this full prosthetic mask that they put on my head and... I had a breathing tube coming up my back um, and into my mouth and I had earplugs in because the squibs were loud Mm. and so I had to protect my ears. But also, like, because I had the mask on, I couldn't see anything. So I'm here blind, deaf, and dumb on set. (laughs) (laughs) Just blind, deaf, and dumb walking around, just waiting for someone to, like, tap me on the shoulder and say, okay, now. (laughs) Now we're going to shoot you. (laughs) Now we're going to shoot you. Wow. Um, Stand here and wait for the bang. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um so yeah, that was that was the most memorable in terms of the most involved because that was weeks of preparation for yeah. getting fitted and sized for the suit and practicing the hits and like how much gore do we want to have shooting out of the wig, all of it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Gotta love that OT. <laughs> a lot of OT mm-hmm, girl. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. This is the final question. If you could have done stunts on a past project, current project that like you're not in, what project would that be oh man um honestly i think wonder woman you know when it when it came out it was really cool to see how many women worked on that Mm -hmm. and a bunch of our friends did some really great work and i just think that battle scene at the beach when Mm -hmm. the soldiers are arriving and the women are just I mean, to be honest with you, that's some fight skills above my uh, above my level there. But <laughs> it would have been cool to like take a hit and fall down and yeah. be with just to be with them all, you know, just to be yeah. with the camaraderie of all those ladies out there. Work. I I can only imagine what that set felt like for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not even about the product, the movie. Sure, it was great, but I think that moment of what they felt like on set. It, as an athlete, you know, I was more of like a ball sports athlete, mm-hmm. and um, that feeling of like you know the the big game or the tournament or whatever. You know, it's it's kind of that same like you're on the starting line in track mm-hmm. and field feeling before yeah. they call action. It's, my joke is I call it stunt face. <laughs> we all get stunt face, and we're like fucking ready to go. So Here we go. Ready. Stunt face. Yeah. yeah, Alex, you got it. I got mm. it. And we just look at each other and kind of wink. <laughs> and uh it's 
yeah, I just want to know what that felt like. But I'm also so glad that women out there felt that mm-hmm. and had that. And it's only growing and we're only doing more. That's awesome. Yeah, the amazing thing about Wonder Woman is seeing that movie, it was the first time that I felt like what I imagine a lot of little white boys feel like when they yeah, watch, whenever they watch TV and like see these superheroes. Yeah. Um, I had I didn't realize that was a feeling that I hadn't had. Mm. Um, just in terms of, oh my gosh, there's a lady superhero and she's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that that caught me off guard. I didn't realize that that was something that I was missing. Um, and so like in a similar vein, yeah, I, I'm riding that way with it too. Uh, switching from DC down to Marvel. Mm. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Mm. Black Panther. Uh, if I'm not, no, no, I cannot do that. Um, I would very much like to be in the second Black Panther. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I am putting that hustle, out hustle, here hustle. right now. Yeah. Um, I would like to be. They, they called me several times to do it, and I couldn't because I was avail- I was busy doing something else, so mm. I just wasn't available, uh, which broke my heart in a very real way. Uh, but yeah, Black Panther is definitely the one that I want to be a part of next, just because I know that that is, that is a movie that is of such great significance mm-hmm. culturally and in and in the Marvel universe and and call me I'd like to do Black Panther call yeah, her girl, and then when you're there and they need extras just to stand in the background yeah. I'm Can available in, yeah I will fly into Wakanda <laughs> okay. right. for that are you kidding me Wakanda in Georgia come on over oh. <laughs> alright yeah well thank you both so much for being here this was awesome and that is the Whisper Network thank you doctor <laughs> <laughs> The Whisper Network is produced and distributed by Critical Frequency. Our producer is Amy Westervelt. Our theme music is by David Whited. This episode was recorded at Forward Studios in Los Angeles, and our sound engineer was Matthew Nelson. You can find The Whisper Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review the podcast. We'd love to know what you think. Plus, it helps us find new listeners. Thanks for listening.